Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my week six in the NBA, the news and the recap, talking about in-season tournament, guys. We got our quarterfinalists, so we'll talk about that. Also, Mark Cuban selling his majority share in the Mavericks. We'll talk about that as well. Injury news, of course. Angel Reese is back, so we'll cover that. Women's Basketball Hall of Fame inductees, and a whole lot more, including KD reaching the top 10 in all-time scoring lists. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so it's the All Things Basketball with GD podcast with yours truly and we are entering week seven which means we have week six news in the recap as well got a lot of news here to cover guys so with that said let's get straight into it so we're going to start with of course as we always start our players of the week and for week six you have the Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings and his Kings went 2 and 1 for the week. They had that big in-season tournament win over the Golden State Warriors. Then that win propelled them into the in-season tournament, which I'll talk about in a minute. And they also beat Denver in that week. They did lose to the LA Clippers who seems like they're starting to come around a little bit. So for the week He scored nearly 32 points a game, almost 9 assists, 6 rebounds, and nearly 2 steals a game. He shot at 47.6% from the field, pretty good. He did miss 10 of his 31 free throws during the week, which is kind of unlike him, but what can you do? And he hit 8 threes for the week. So De'Aaron Fox... And remember, he had the injury that he overcame. Now he's back in the lineup and looked like he's in full swing right now, guys. He's looking good right now. So, and his team as well. And for the East, Julius Randle. Now, this guy here, he got a certain segment of the fan base that just don't want to give the man his flowers. But listen to what he did for week six. The Knicks went 3-0. and They beat Charlotte, blew them out, and that was a crucial game, by the way, that the Knicks needed to make it into the tournament. I'll talk about the tournament in a minute, like I said. But they beat Charlotte, then Detroit, then Toronto, and that was at Toronto, which is not always an easy place for the Knicks to go play, but they got the win nonetheless. For the week, Randall scored nearly 25 points per game. Over 13 rebounds and over 7 assists. He shot it almost 55% from the field, guys. Which, remember how he started the season where he was at a 25% clip from the field. So, vastly improved, that's for sure. He missed 4 of 17 free throws for the week, so you'll take that. He only hit 5 threes. But nonetheless... Julius Randle. Put some respect on this guy's name. Especially some of you Nick fans there. Every time I look, 
trade him, trade him, trade him. This guy is vital to the success of the team, so some of y'all need to kill that noise. But I digress. Julius Randle is your player of the week for the Eastern Conference. With that said, let us talk about the in-season tournament. So now we are down to the four teams that will be taking part in the tournament, which actually starts Monday, December 4th. And your teams are in the East, the number two seed, the Indiana Pacers takes on the number three seed, the Boston Celtics. And then tomorrow, you'll have the number one seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, facing the New York Knicks. So that's your Tuesday slate there. And then for the West, on Monday, you'll have the number two seed, the Sacramento Kings, who I just spoke about. And they'll be taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. And that's for Monday. That'll be the later game. And then Tuesday, December 5th, you have the number one seed, the L.A. Lakers, taking on the fourth seed, the Phoenix Suns. So that's your lineup, guys. And with that, a bit of news. ESPN and TNT will be linking up unprecedented guys they'll be linking up for the semifinals of the end season tournament which means Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon will be on set with your inside the NBA guys Ernie Johnson Shaquille O'Neal Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley so that should be appointment TV nonetheless and I believe that'll be on Thursday so, interesting stuff here, guys, that's for sure. So, that is your in-season tournament news. Let us talk injury news. In terms of injuries, Ben Simmons. Seems like that's a name we always associate with injury. He got a epidural shot in his back, which means he has to miss at least another month. He played like the first couple of weeks in the season and then... Of course, the injuries beset him, and now he's got a epidural shot in his back. So we'll see how he makes out with that. Laurie Markadin of the Utah Jazz. He's out with a hamstring, guys. He missed the last five games. In fact, he didn't go on their road trip that they had. His next possible game will be Wednesday at the Dallas Mavericks. So there's a slight... Well... A fair chance of him making that. They're listing him as questionable right now. Draymond Green, not injury related, but a return nonetheless. He returns after his five-game suspension. And actually, he's played in three games thus far, guys. The team, one and two. Right now, Golden State is nine and 11. Not what you're expecting, guys. But since Draymond's return... He's averaged 14 points a game, guys, along with 6.7 rebounds and 4 assists. With that said, let's continue with Golden State news here. Andrew Wiggins, who had a tough go of it last year, now he missed the last two games with a hand injury. Oh, by the way, guys, he slammed his hand with the car door. Tough break there. So we'll see if he's available for the next game. 
and then Chris Paul and Gary Payton II, they're to be reevaluated sometime this week, in fact. Chris Paul with a leg injury and Gary Payton II with a calf injury, respectively. And they missed two games so far, guys. So, Golden State, a lot of injury news for them, which is not good. LaMelo Ball, we talked about him last week. He's going to be reevaluated for his ankle sprain. So far, he's missed three games. This week, we should hear some more concrete news in that regard. Kristaps Porzingis, another person we talked about last week, could return this week after missing three games with the calf injury. Trey Murphy has made his debut. He made it on December 1st after missing the first 19 games. Remember, he had the knee injury, guys. So he's back in the fold. And another person who was out for a minute, Jamal Murray. He returned to the lineup for the Denver Nuggets after missing 11 games pretty much most of November with an injured ankle. But he's now back in the fold, guys. So that is your injury news, guys. Let us move on to other items. LeBron James suffers his worst regular season loss, and that happened last Monday, November 25th. And that loss was to the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly, 138-94, a 44-point loss. Good gracious. And in that game, Tyrese Maxey, who's, again, making the case for being an all-star this year, he had 31 points, dropped five threes in that game, by the way with eight assists and three rebounds. And Joel Embiid, the star of the game, he dropped a triple-double on him. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. And for LeBron and his Lakers, he led them with 18 points and five assists. No rebounds, by the way, for LeBron, which actually is an anomaly. And then you had Anthony Davis, 17 points and 11 rebounds. Not what you want to see. You'd like to see more production, especially with AD having to go against the likes of the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, but that's not to be. LeBron James, worst regular season loss in his career. Mark Cuban, he's going to sell his majority share to Las Vegas casino magnate Miriam Adelson and her family. Now, the caveat is, Cuban will still have a minority share, but he will still get to keep his position as head of basketball operations. Now, remember guys, in 2000, he bought the Dallas Mavericks for $285 million. You know what he's selling them for? $3.5 billion. So you're talking about turning in a profit. He's getting 10 times his money and then some. Mark Cuban, man. Shh. That is a shrewd operator there. And the fact that he still gets stay on as head of basketball operations. Because, let us be clear, Mark Cuban loves the game of basketball. I couldn't see him selling his majority share without still having a place as far as the basketball operations go. So, he was able to manage and maneuver that. Definitely kudos to him for being able to pull that off. So, with that said, let's move on to other news items. Kevin Durant enters the top 10 in terms of all-time scoring. He's in the top 10 now, and he passes the late, great Moses Malone. 
And now, at his current number, Kevin Durant can possibly, before season's end, he could possibly push past Carmelo Anthony and Shaquille O'Neal. Health permitting, of course. I strongly doubt he reaches Will Chamberlain, who right now is 7th on the list. I don't see him passing Chamberlain by the season, but he has a shot at passing Melo. He's about 800 away from Melo, about another 1,100 or so away from Shaq. So Kevin Durant, you know the man can score. That's what you know, but he's really among the immortals now. Definitely shout out to Kevin Durant for making the top 10 all time on the scoring list. Let us move on. Chicago Bulls on thin ice, guys. Right now, they're 7-14. and 14, Not looking really good, guys. You have Zach Levine, who's been unhappy for a good minute now. Seems like he wants out for the most part. Right now, he's... And now he has a foot injury. So, he's to be reevaluated in a week's time. So, to add insult to injury... Actually, literally injury. You have this situation with Zach Levine. And then rumors came out that DeMar DeRozan, if he were to be traded, he's only looking at two situations. The New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. Let me say this. I know people are kind of thinking about it, kicking around the idea. But right now, DeMar DeRozan at the age of 35 If we were right on the cusp of championship and he would be that missing piece to get us over the hump, I'll be with that. But as it stands now, he's a guy, he's not going to give you a lot of defense. He doesn't shoot it from three, which was a glaring need for the Knicks in the playoffs last year. So that's not going to really help the Knicks. And then what do you deal to get him? You'll probably want to unload Fournier's contract. A lot of people talk about Quentin Grimes sending him as well. It's probably going to take something else. Miami, I would say them, but who do they move? Right now, you would move probably Duncan Robinson's contract. What else do you move in order to bring a DeRozan in the fold? I don't think they want to deal Hero, especially after what they put Hero through with the Dame Lillard stuff. So I don't see that. I know those are the desired places that he would like to go i'm be honest i i don't see either one we probably won't see any trade movement until after december 15th because that's when all the summer deals as far as free agency stuff that's when you can kind of move guys then so i don't see any trades coming down the pike until about mid-december but more likely than not probably In January, you'll start to see some trade movement. So that is that story. And actually, let us talk about college basketball. Angel Reese is back, guys, for the LSU Lady Tigers. And she came back just in the nick of time because she came back for the ACC-SEC Challenge where LSU faced Virginia Tech, a team that they faced in the Final Four last year on their way to a national championship. And Angel Reese, she missed the last four games, guys. This game was played on November 30th. LSU won the game 82-64. to In that game, Angel Reese is a game that I watched, guys. 
Angel Reese, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, including a very nice pass out of the post to a cutting Fajay Johnson. Angel Reese, she kind of left some points on the board because she missed about 7 free throws. But you can kind of see the rust in her game. As I was watching, you can see she's still trying to work herself in. But make no mistake, I came away from this game, guys, impressed with a few other players. Michaela Williams, she had 20 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Man, I look forward to seeing her for the next 4 years. She looks great. Anissa Morrow, she looked good as well. 19 points, 15 rebounds, 3 steals, and 2 blocks in that game. And Flaje Johnson, in her second season, she was such a presence, especially on the defensive end. You could see the vast improvement in her game. This team is loaded, man. <laughs> Let us be clear. My only worry is the bench. The bench isn't all that deep. You still got Katari Poole, who's still away from the team. Don't know what's going on with that situation. And then Samaya Smith. Just last week, she tore up a knee, her MCL, so she's going to be out for the rest of the year. So, depth is my only problem with this team. Haley Van Lift, she's still getting acclimated, guys. But she's looking good in spots. She had to follow uh, Georgia Amor all game, which was a task within itself. Haley, she's, she's doing fine, all things considered, that's for sure. So, I also listened to the post-game that it was Angel Reese along with Kim Mulkey and then also Anisha Morrow as well. And, of course, you know, they're going to ask Angel all the questions and so forth. She said, well, here's what I'm saying. I think it was more of a kind of mental health break, although Kim Mulkey kind of denied it right there on the spot. But I think it was more so that. Than anything else. I think she just kind of needed to get away from things. It wasn't grades guys. Because. And I actually explained it on social media. If it was about grades. You don't come back in a couple of weeks time. If her grades were that low. She would have to wait out the semester. And then rejoin the team. So we can rule out grades. It wasn't grades. So. All you knuckle-draggers on social media talking about her grades, it wasn't that, so kill that. It wasn't any pregnancy. It wasn't that either. I know you want to talk about that, too. It wasn't that. I just think social media, you, you know how I feel about it, guys. I think it's the bane of society right now. And I just think, and you can even hear it in the way she answered the questions, how Everybody's projecting what they thought it was when it's not. So she sees and reads everything. And these keyboard bullies just want to talk their crap. But I think the social media was getting to her a bit where she just needed that break. And shout out to Shaquille O'Neal for checking up on her. She said daily he was checking up on her. So... To which Kim Mulkey says she's not too surprised by that because Shaquille O'Neal is family. You know, he's LSU through and through. So it was great to hear that he was checking up on her because she needed that. She really needed somebody in her corner. 
With that said, I did say in the last episode there that, or was it a couple of episodes before? Anyhow, about Angel Reese, when she does come back, her being a good teammate, it seemed like she was that. It seemed like she was there supporting the team. She saw what the team did without her. So I think it's just a matter of her finding her way in. And listen, Vatek was doubling her just about every time she got the ball anyway. The fact that you got shooters like Michaela and Anissa, also Flage, she hit a couple of outside shots, Van Liff as well. I think that's going to really help Angel Reese. The fact that you got these shooters that can bring you out and keep them from sagging on her, I think that's going to help her. So with that said, I'm glad to see her back. Glad to see her where she belongs on the court. And I tell you, if this team puts it all together come February, nobody's going to want to see them. Trust me, they look that good. So with that said... Let me get to a couple of more news items, and then I'll be done, guys. With the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, speaking of women's basketball, the inductees were just announced for 2024, and they are Maya Moore of UConn, then, of course, of the Minnesota Lynx, her illustrious career, so she's being inducted into that hall. Simone Augustus coming out of LSU. We're talking about LSU. She's a LSU alum, and she too played on that Minnesota Lynx team. Taj McWilliams Franklin, another player from one of those Minnesota Lynx teams. She also played with the New York Liberty, and she won a WNBA championship with the Detroit Shock as well. So you got three Minnesota Lynx going in. Then you have Rita Gale Esterling out of Mississippi College. And then she would later go on to the WBL, which is like a predecessor of the WNBA. Then you have coaches like Sue Phillips. And she coached at Archbishop Mitty in California. Also, Mary Rooney Scovell, who coached junior college at Gulf Coast State College. And then you also have Violet Palmer, a longtime referee. In fact, she was the first woman referee for the NBA. So she's refereed in the NBA, the WNBA, and also college. And then Cheyenne University was also inducted. Cheyenne University, a HBCU that made the Final Four, one of the first HBCUs to make a Final Four in women's college basketball, and they were coached by the legendary C. Vivian Stringer. So that is your inductees into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, which is located in Knoxville, Tennessee. So kudos to all those ladies, and congratulations to you. And the one last thing I want to talk about, it's more of a human interest story, and I love it. Mitchell Robinson and former high school coach Butch Stockton becomes the modern-day version of The Odd Couple, a show I actually loved back in the day. Here's how it went. Rebecca Harlow, a sideline reporter for the Knicks for the MSG Network, she did a sideline interview with 
Mitchell Robinson's former high school head coach, Butch Stockton. And he revealed to her that Mitchell Robinson, how close they are, and how his wife had fell ill. She was battling cancer. And how Mitchell Robinson would come up to the hospital every day to see her until she passed away in September. At the funeral, he was there supporting his coach in every possible way. And then afterwards, he tells his coach, he says to get your spirits up. He invites him up to New York to come live with him while he's in mourning over the passing of his wife. Coach Stockton takes him up on the deal and he comes up to New York. And now they're roommates, at least for the time being, guys. And Stockton actually recruited Robinson on a whim. Somebody told him about a tall kid walking in the neighborhood where Butch Stockton was living down there in St. Bernard Parish in Louisiana. So after speaking with Mitchell Robinson's mom, Mitchell Robinson was soon enrolled in Chalmette High School in Louisiana. And as they say, the rest is history. And actually, Coach Stockton just instilled in him the fact that he got what it takes to go to the next level. And with hard work, with persevering, Mr. Robinson in the NBA. Drafted second round by the Knicks in 2018. Just had a contract extension last summer. And here we are. Well, not last summer, summer of 2022. And here we are. This is one of those stories, especially this time of year, you know, it's the holiday season. So heartwarming stories like this is always good to hear how Mitch Robinson, in a selfless manner, looked to his former coach, saw him hurting and need, and he met that need. So definitely a major shout out to Mitchell Robinson. And I've been writing all over social media when they posted Mitchell Robinson. He's a real one for him to do that. That's a real one right there. Make no mistake about it. So with that said, guys, that is it. Uh, I could talk about the LeBron James and M.A. Aduka little confrontation, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's nothing to get lavered up over. You know, they had words, you know, that's just the way things are. Two guys drawing at each other. One's the coach, one's the player. Yeah. It's much to do about nothing, trust me. Anyway, so with that said, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. The next episode I have for you guys is a recap of the in-season tournament. We should have our winner by then. And then other little news items as well. Things are trickling in. Hopefully we get a little bit more word on the Josh Giddy situation. All right, guys, so that is it for me. I thank you as always for listening. Much appreciated. And we will talk soon. Take care. Hello, my peeps. Thank you for listening and supporting the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. You can find us on our website, allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email us at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also listen and watch us on YouTube. All Things Basketball GD. Hit the like button when you see our videos. Also write a blurb about our show. 
You can listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Leave a review for us at Apple. On the website, you can support us by hitting the Buy Me a Coffee button, support on Anchor button, or donate on PayPal. You can also support us by our cash app, GD That Sports Dude. Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting the show, and do take care.